Hey, everybody. Welcome to a brand new Adam Hunter's World. This is episode three on the reboot. Okay. Uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited to have in studio uh, Ben Glebe, who is one of my closest friends, one of my oldest friends in, uh, one of my first friends, actually, out here in California. And now he has a Showtime special airing tomorrow night. What's it called? Neurotic gangster. Neurotic, which you really are a neurotic gangster. <laughs> Thank uh, you. You're one of the few that gets the title. Oh, <laughs> I, I, absolutely. Uh, and then, of course, we got Augustino here. What's up, man? Uh, and uh, life is good, man. I'll tell you how my life's going already. So uh, I had um, I had a really good show last night. I did a show for for veterans, veterans that like are in LA. They're that kind of, you know, they need some some help. Like they've been kind of came back from the war and you know or from at the war or the war or where they were stationed and they're yeah. kind of staying in this like a, sort of housing for them and then uh this really uh cool guy justin would puts on a show for them uh, once a month and it was that was just awesome it was just like they were laughing their asses off they guys that needed to laugh where's the know? show held in the house or no yeah is that really yeah where they're staying? That's yeah, kinda, that's when they're staying. Awesome. It's the second one I did in like two months, and these guys were laughing their asses off. And there's nothing better than making people laugh that I've determined they need to laugh. Uh, sometimes you do shows in L.A. and you just look at the crowd. You're like, I don't even want to fucking make these people laugh. Like this, they're like they're on their phone. You look down at any crowd that's not a veteran. I get it. Yeah, pretty much. So you get, you get sometimes you get these people <laughs> that they look they're like they're like too cool, or they're on their or they're Snapchatting you while you're trying to tell them jokes, or, or you don't even know what they're writing on the Snapchatting caption or whatever's going on. <laughs> uh, I was so, but these people, I'm like these people have been through it. And uh, so I was super happy about that. I did a show there, and then I, then I did a show. Uh, my girlfriend came with me to Venice. We did a show oh, at cool. um, the Venice Underground. Great show. Uh, and they have – it was funny because my girl's still getting used to my comedy as, you know, this is sort of a character that I do on stage, and here's why I'm off stage. And sometimes she gets like – like any – girl would well, not any girl but a lot of girls are not you know she worked in the comedy business she used to work for you know a management company but she thinks like if i tell a chick i want to bang her and she's hot that i really mean it and and, and part of me does but, but, <laughs> but you're saying it, you don't mean it but well you know a lot of it's for the character and i'm not going to do anything about this is it. a great racket you've created with this character uh, storyline yeah, so absolutely a character that's a great no no honey my dick was in her mouth because i'm a character yeah, yeah. that was no, my character I, that was well, my character's dick i know i'm not really trying to fuck the girl and i'm being respectful but i i do have a character i play on stage and one of my balls know, is a character and no, the other ball on. is my real ball so i didn't dip my right ball in her mouth it was my left ball i have a funny mustache drawn on that ball I mean, hi. <laughs> so she came and watched my set, right? And and then halfway through, I look over and she's not there, and I'm like, oh great! Like I, she's probably got. got I wasn't even being offensive. I wasn't even really a lot of groans because they're a very liberal crowd out in Venice. Okay. And now liberal is the new groaners. It used to be like conservative people groan. Now it's like anything you make. If it's a very very liberal crowd, you make a race joke that or is this kind joke. Of true. They're very sensitive. They go ooh ah a lot of oohs and ahs. But so I look over and I'm like oh great my girl's pissed and then i look over and she's in the corner taking pictures of me oh, and okay. i'm like oh awesome. that was so actually she didn't get pissed off no, so you're still as fucked up in the head as you always are <laughs> yes exactly. you're making whole storylines <laughs> you're broken up she's moving to mexico and she's actually facebooking you yeah, exactly that's exactly what it facebook is facebook live in your ass uh but so that, that's that was, right honey but and then uh tuesday night i had a rough day i actually i had this gig that was 
offered to me that paid like an exceptional amount of money and that fell through and I was, I was already counting it in my head Damn. how I was going to spend it you know and then and then this other thing happened I was in a bad mood and then I turns go out the guy that offered the gig was in the corner still offering the gig you just <laughs> thought in your head it was gone yeah exactly he ex- <laughs> he's in the corner of the room you're quick he's man pictures. he's like he's quick <laughs> Gleeb you are quick so uh, it was one of those things where uh, and then this other thing happens. So I was in a bad mood, and my and I was setting up the the dime bar, and there was like six people in the crowd, and I'm on stage, which is over capacity for there, pretty much. And Adam and I, Adam Richman, who's like the loudest comic ever, I could hear him talking behind me. Out, he's outside, but there's a door where you could actually stand outside. So now I hear a comic having a conversation behind me. Oh. So from the stage, I go outside, go. Shut the fuck up. You know, I have to, I'm, I'm bombing here. I don't need, to, you know. So then I go back on stage and I see one of my best friends in the world and I hear him having a conversation. Oh, so man. I go, dude, I'm trying to fuck. So now I almost, I go, listen, I set up the show. I booked the comics. I spent all fucking week promoting it. Like just everyone just shut the fuck. And then I have, then finally I scare the crowd into laughing. <laughs> and and then, then my friend leaves. At gunpoint, they were my, laughing at this point. My friend who was booked left. So now, even when I got the crowd back and I'm having a set, I have to apologize to my friend. Hey, man, I'm sorry. Please come back and do a set. No, I'm done for the night. You know. Oh, so now I'm like, ugh. So that was another thing. Uh, but yeah, but the show ended up being okay. Then I got a. I Is actually, Adam Richmond just like every dime bar show and like in the in this in the wings well, now. Well, let's not. Well, let's not Google him. Okay. All right. So. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, here is uh, so. After last, after the last podcast, which I thought was well, right? You, you liked the last podcast? Oh, man, I loved it. Yes. So I get a, uh, a text, uh, actually a Facebook message that said, from Nico. He's just one of my biggest fans. He lives in Sweden, and he's a tattoo artist. Just to be clear before you go into this, the, the, the last episode, just so I could tell Ben, was like, Adam was like, we were on the road. We're driving to a gig. We decided to do a podcast in the car. Adam was really just kind of like talking about his life and his childhood. It's really... Yes, just really letting it out. I was out. really letting. It's a good, a great podcast. The boarding school I went to, and why I'm like, how I'm not happy, and how I, I'm searching for things. And I, I was a very therapeutic podcast. Uh, my dad kind of got annoyed at certain parts of it, but we made up. Um, <laughs> not you gotta tell me that story later. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell that story later. Is that because of the sperm in your freezer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, that's okay. That's a whole separate thing. So afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> On the Living with Funny, they, they were like, one of the writers was like, it would be funny if you shows that you're freezing your sperm. So I'm like, okay. So my dad finds my sperm in the freezer, and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, meet your grandkids. And of course, everyone knows that that's kind of a joke, except for Ben Glebe here, who goes, why are you freezing your sperm? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like thanks, Ben. I still believe reality TV is real. <laughs> I so believe funny. all of it. So after the Laps podcast, I get a message that says, uh, this guy is my biggest fan. He's from Sweden, right? He, uh, what, what are you doing? It's okay. Uh, pop the headphones in, just in case. Okay. Because that mic is the one that's... In, just try not to touch that mic. Okay. So, from Sweden, this guy, he's a tattoo artist. And for about the last three years, he's been sending me pictures of him with naked chicks, putting tape all over their bodies, giving them tattoos. And just videos of just naked Swedish chicks dancing that's, uh, in his apartment. That's a good fan to have right there. Yeah. So, he writes me, hey, hi. Nice you brought back Hunter's World. I got to say, I can see a big difference. You know I'm a big fan of it, but somebody's got to say this to you. Number one, right? He goes, uh, stop your fucking whining. You, you had it better than most. Uh, number two, 
you got to change your material. Nobody wants to hear about a 40-year-old trying to get laid. Okay, <laughs> all right, that, I write every fucking day, okay? So I have a lot of new jokes there, Nico, all right? Just, just because I don't put, you haven't seen them because you live in fucking Sweden doesn't mean <laughs> I haven't changed my material, okay? And number two, I had it better than most. Yes, I grant, I'm granted, on an on a international level, world level, sure. Compared to me to countries in Africa, no problem, okay? However, okay, my mom did leave when I was three, and okay, so that's, Tough. All right, number three, fuck your girl and stop visits to the shrink. I think he meant like fuck my, I actually have sex with my girl. Which, oh, he which, didn't mean like go, tell her to go fuck herself. I'm not sure, okay? Maybe, he goes, maybe even both at the same time. Some hate sex sometimes really brings <laughs> out the <laughs> best in you. But then he, wrote, he writes, it's over, man. It's downhill for us from now on, no matter what happens. I'm your age. Then he says, tape your girl. I promise you will love it. Like taper, like, like actually put... Or, or maybe he means videotape her. No, I think he means like taper. I'll show you a picture he wrote he, of him... With a, this is one of the girls that he like is taping up. Uh, that's that's what he does. He yeah, goes like electrical tape going up her asshole. Yeah, that's what he, <laughs> that's what he does. He goes. That's to prevent the electrical current from really yeah. affecting her asshole. You really like have to ground that, ground that, ground that, ground that current. He says, "You're a party, brother. You bring the party wherever you go. We're addicts. We like the high. You love the high of making people laugh and the feeling of seeing a girl naked for the first time. That high is the best, but it's short. Lasts a few seconds. Maybe that's." After that, you're totally miserable, and that will not change. This uh, guy would be a more effective motivational speaker if he wasn't electrical taping girls <laughs> while with his free hand writing you life advice. <laughs> you got to move on to highest. Please, I'll be b- back in with more tape. Yeah. I'm just trying to finish this, this inspiring email to Adam Hunter. <laughs> Adam Hunter, the comedian in America that I love. The one with the roasted, Adam, the hunter world. <laughs> he goes, you keep your mouth quiet or I will tape your mouth shut as well <laughs> with the same piece of tape from your asshole. <laughs> he goes, we live for the high, no matter what the fuck we do. In life, we are not meant to be happy. We'll always be miserable because we are selfish motherfuckers who only want to please ourselves, first and foremost. Smiley face. Sorry this went long. Hope you like the pick. So I, as I wrote back, thanks for the advice. So, Ben, what are your thoughts on uh, Nico's words? Well, I don't really know what kind of addict is he. Because he says you're addicted to the high of making people laugh. What's his addiction? Just electrical taping girls? <laughs> yeah. He's a DJ, you said? He's a tattoo artist. Oh, tattoo artist. What is the high he's addicted to? Just but, I guess just girls. Yeah. I'm talking mostly about girls, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I think he's right to a degree. I think, I think a, a selfishness that you have if you're only focused on yourself is going to result in repeated... Groundhog Day esque unhappiness, unless you just completely make peace with that, and then don't keep pretending like you do want a different kind of happiness. No. But I think you have to like be straight with yourself as what you want. I'm with a girlfriend now. I've never been happier in my life. I, really? I actually met someone who who I love and uh, who I care about, who's fun, who uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually really happy. I'm glad to hear that. That's so, cool. I mean, it's uh, been just two months, but it's yeah, great yeah. to hear that. No, absolutely. A little so, early to be. Pre- Proclaiming it works. I've changed <laughs> <laughs> two months deep. Listen, Dick. that's like that's like seven dates. <laughs> Whatever, Ben. It's, not, it's been way longer than seven dates. Is but this the uh, longest relationship you've been in? No, no, I've been in. Three I don't mean ever. No, I mean in the I know last some of your ex girlfriends from years. This has been the happiest relationship I've ever been in. That, I know that for sure. Uh, longest? <laughs> no, I've been in three year relationships. Three and three. I mean, you were married at like 17. Yeah. Oh, I ain't trying to bust your balls or anything like that. <laughs> I'm trying to just find out. So, 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 Ben, uh, let's talk about you for a sec, Ben. Uh, I, I, I'm, re- I'm really proud of you, man. Thanks, uh, Adam. When I, when I, I don't know if you know this, but a couple years ago, I was on, I did a show somewhere, and you were eating Subway by yourself. <laughs> and I ran into you at the restaurant. I go, Ben, how's it going, man? And you're like, honestly, not that good. Like, I haven't written a new joke in like three months. 
Uh, I'm still producing shows. I don't know what to do. No one fucking takes me seriously. I'm going on my own shows, just doing crowd work because that's what the crowd wants to see. I'm not getting booked. And now here you are, maybe five years later, you're hosting a game show, one of the most successful game shows out there, if not the most successful game show on television, on cable at least, and you got a Showtime special. Thanks, man. I forgot about that night. You just reminded that. That, that made me a little emotional. Yeah, Thanks, you, you've come a long, long Thanks, way, dude. man. Thank you. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, it's exactly what we were just talking about with your boy Nico there giving the advice. It's like <laughs> yeah. you, I was just in this like self-hating loop, I guess, for a little minute where I was like, I knew what I was doing. That was the problem, but I kept doing it out of like just wanting to stay in that in that like not ideal place for too long. Yeah. And eventually you just get sick of it. and You're like, all right, let's move. But also to a degree, it's also just luck and circumstance. Like I could have not gotten that game show and I might have not gotten the special. And then I might have still been doing that shit. Cause I'm but still doing a lot, a lot of crowd work in my sets and I'm still a little disappointed <laughs> in myself in that, you know? No, yeah. So you had dime bar. You had a lot of new material, a lot of really Thanks. smart stuff. I'm, uh, I'm trying because I'm about to throw away my hour starting tomorrow night. Right. I'm so, scared of that, man. Like, yeah. wow. I've been working on my hour for 18 fucking years. <laughs> yeah. And I know I'm it's throwing it away tomorrow night. So and it's all new shit. It's going to be all new shit. And so I don't know what no, to do. No, you're not. You're, you're going to do the road. You're going to do that hour. No, I'm not. I'm really? not going to do it. I'm you're going to get booked it. on the road. I have some bits that are not in the special, of course. I've, I have had more than an hour of material. Dude, don't even. So what? I can use some, no, some older bits no, that people no. haven't seen as much, but that hour's done. Do some some. No, because here's the reason why I'm not going to. I was thinking about it I, up until a few days ago. I was trying to decide if I was going to maybe like tour for a few months on on the hour that's airing on Showtime, my my neurotic gangster special, and like maybe people want to see some of those bits. And I decided not to because I've come. Like it's exactly what you just said. Like I'm tired of like repeating the same like self defeating principles where like I was down on myself for not writing enough. And the excuse I always gave myself was. Fuck! I didn't wear my favorite chain. I'm going out to the bar later, and I, like, the chain gives me a lot of confidence. That was your it. excuse? No, it's just oh. totally it was a side note. I just okay. realized. <laughs> I was like, go on. And so <laughs> I was really I, coming <laughs> off there too, man. I was like, you really that superstitious? That's a very strange <laughs> excuse to not write, man. Just fucking wear, wear your chain. <laughs> All right. So like a pen that hangs from a chain. <laughs> it kind of it's a podcast plug. It means a lot to me. But anyway, the okay. point is, I uh, always use the excuse of like like a little bit of like the the the. Bitter comic we all have when we don't get, like, the things that we feel like our talent should be able to get. And so I was always like, man, I, I, I can't, how do I not get an hour special? And everybody else getting these hour specials. The material's great. Like, I, I can't move on from this material until I get that hour. So then I get the hour. If I said to myself, I still want to keep the stuff around, then I think I would, I would continue immediately in the path of being, again, like a guy that, yeah, he had a special once, but... If you don't have a special and then hit that road with brand new fans, hopefully hundreds of thousands of new fans, and then they get to see another brand new hour. I, and I would like, do oh both. Oh, my God. Both. I would do both because not everyone – I would say most 80% of the people in the crowd who come to see you have not seen the special. Yeah, but it's not about the crowd. It's about challenging myself. It's like that was like a milestone that I was always said, like I get the special, I'm retiring it because I know that I have in my head the All ability right, to be as prolific sets, as like You don't want to be bombing on the road. Of course. But then luckily I always have that fallback where I can do crowd work. Or, or sometimes or I do an hour bits. of crowd work. Right. So <laughs> you keep going back to that. Or some of your old yeah, bits. Right. Well, no, because <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I can do I, old bits that aren't I heard, on the special. I heard Kevin Nealon say that. Like Kevin Nealon was on Howard Stern. They were like, "Are you gonna be doing the same bits on Showtime?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, 90 percent of the crowd is not gonna be there." That that was in the crowd that saw me on Showtime. At the same time, you want to make sure you kill. And yeah, but see, like, look, I mean, I'm not talking like I've experienced this. It's a scary territory I'm about to go into and try to do it all from scratch. And I've been developing this for the last couple months, like a new. I've got like a new 
10, 12 minutes I like, and I'm back on the road in like three weeks. I'm going to try to get to that hour. I've got a lot of stuff I've been developing, but like not workshopping enough. I'm yeah. writing stuff. But I mean, with all due respect, I love Kevin Nealon. He's one of the funniest guys in the world, but like no one's putting, not many people are putting Kevin Nealon in the list of like the top five stand ups in yeah, the world. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm trying to not like maintain and occasionally tour. I'm trying to like exponentially grow right now and like take advantage as much as possible of this moment. That's why, like I was telling you off air, I just, you know, sent this. Facebook post out and I said if anybody shares my post and uses the hashtag neurotic gangster I'll send them a personalized video message and I haven't slept in two days really and I've sent over 200 videos well, to individual people writing. yeah <laughs> right but I figured the week <laughs> of the special I can do that yeah, last no, promotional right. push because I want to get as many people possibly out there seeing this thing so if those 10% you're right are only maybe 10-20% saw your special come out and see you but those are the ones that actually wanted to see those you are the comedy that fans. are actually your fans yeah. might be your lifelong fan if they come out and they see 80% the same shit or even 50 they're like yeah a lot of the same bits no and I, I, that's the same problem with me I've had a lot I have really short jokes so for me to write a new hour it's like I have to but write you're tweeting jokes all the time but, aren't you no and that was the thing even with you like the when I was working for Fox Sports I had a writing job for three years right. with them I remember that and I had to write these group fake group text messages every time there was a UFC event right and that would take 12 15 hours a week right so I was writing for 15 hours a week I was just writing very specific jokes for mixed martial arts and I wasn't focusing on stand-up comedy but that's my much. whole point like we but, never sit down to write like but I'm now not I am though like now I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I'm yeah. writing two three hours a day that's my point like why don't like I, I, I wish I could do that if I was writing you two three hours a day I would have a new <laughs> hour within well, why can't you but then wouldn't you have a new hour than a month why are you scared of a new hour then if you're writing two, I'm not. Three hours a day I'm writing I'm, because out of those out of those you should be able to have an hour within no, a, because a month or two. I have I ha like lately I've been doing writing about like 10 to 15 new jokes a week that I've right. actually been doing and out of the 10 15 jokes five work okay and so th so five jokes a week times three months you've now got 12 times five you've now no, got seven five you've new now jokes got 65 is, for me, five new jokes. jokes is two minutes of material right I'm not writing five new so it might take you bits. a bit longer, but yeah. still, within four or five months, you should have a new hour, six months. Yeah, but I, but, but I also haven't had the hour yet, though. But if you don't set, right, that's true. But I if mean, you don't, once I but, get the hour, then. Yeah, I know, but if you don't set that goal, then maybe maybe it'll take you to that next level. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I got lucky and I was obstinate. And 16 years into doing stand-up, I finally got a, a, a break that's, like, making me be able to get past that material. But maybe it's better if I didn't, or maybe it's better for you to, like, fuck the material anyway, like. How much are fans going to be like becoming like your best, most dedicated fans if they're seeing a lot of the same shit every time they see? They're you? not, so I have to. Like, that's why I'm writing new shit. Right. And I, but that's that's exactly why I'm writing new shit because people have said to me, like, "Hey, man, you got to write new jokes." I'm like, "No, dude." Like a lot of times you're seeing me doing seven minutes at a club and it's a similar seven minutes. But when I'm doing an hour, like I've been writing a lot of new shit. I have to. Otherwise, yeah. like, that's the thing about the dime bar. that has been great for me is the same crowds keeps coming back. So it's forcing, it's forcing me to yeah. fucking to write new, new stuff. Well, yeah, that but is that's, what's gonna, that's what's going to happen to Ben now, though, is that if he's telling himself, I will not do that, being very strict about it, I then he'll no also have, he'll have no choice to the right new Yeah, in the too. next four weeks before I go on the road again, I'm going to have to sit down But you're down also one of the funniest comics. And I, Thank you, man. And Because, I mean, you're funny comics on stage, but you're also a guy, like, I've seen you bomb before, and you walk off like you had the best set of your life. <laughs> and then I've seen you have a great sets, and you walk off like you have the best set. I have never... <laughs> I've known you for ten years, and I've never seen you not think that you killed. And you and seen I, me bomb straight up. I seen you bomb. Not straight up, not like a complete bomb. Uh, okay, maybe it wasn't a. It was a, a two out of a ten. Really? Okay, but 
you walk away going, so like, I don't know if you go home and cry or, or, or what, or you just, I've never seen anyone have the self-belief that you have. That's and, funny. It's but, a lot of people have been telling me that the last couple of weeks. I've been doing a few of my friends' podcasts and they keep saying that. It's like, where do you get this confidence from? It's You weird. have such confidence and I love it. That's what I love about you. Right. I, I wish I had the confidence you had. Well, uh, part of, well, that's twofold. One part of it is in some way in that bad because it also makes me lazy. It's like, if I feel like I did well, I'm not going to go home and cry and write new shit. But also I just don't admit it in public because I used to do that. And I think that's maybe something that you do sometimes still from, from when we get to sometimes still gig together is I noticed – I just noticed a lot that the perception of people is what they believe is reality, like what, yeah. they, what they think. And people also like are real afraid to like judge themselves or real lazy to like make their own opinions up. People love to latch on to other opinions. That's why like, trending topics happen. That's why people like just go with the flow and they're heat seekers. Whenever's popular, all of a sudden the whole planet's popular. You really think the Kardashians, it so happens everybody in the country follows them and loves them or just like a core group decided that and then everybody's like, oh, they're the hot people. We got to follow them. So I noticed that years ago at the laugh at, 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 the improv, comedy juice nights, I would have sometimes not a set that I didn't like very much, and the crowd still laughed for like 75% of the set, but 25% of it was really bad, and I hated it. And then people come up to me afterwards, even friends that saw me, fans come up to me, and they're like, you'd see them about to be like, oh, great set, and they have a huge smile, and I would cut them off and be like, oh, oh, sorry, not a great set. And they immediately would change their opinion. They would be like, yeah, yeah, there were some weird moments. You're right. Yeah. And now they're going home and being like, Gleep wasn't that good tonight. I just vowed I would never again publicly oh, well, you, show uh, anybody okay. that I have a negative vibe about a set. No, because you're, you're so funny, man. And there was one thing, like, I don't, I don't want you to get mad at the story, so I, but but it's Please. pretty funny. So, like, <laughs> classic Gleep, because you have such a big heart, and it's in the right place, but there are times that, like, you can't even get mad at you because it's your heart. So I'm like, my cousin is very sick. My cousin, she has this thing called dysornomia. It's like a disease where like kids are like born, they can't feel pain. So we did this fundraiser and Glebe was came, did it, right? So what we had like a comedy show for these kids. These kids are like missing arms and like, I mean, they're really like spinal, like they look like they have spinal bifida. So Glebe goes up there and everyone's doing their set and Glebe goes, listen kids, you, you know, you guys, you guys are, are, I want you guys, to, listen, I know that I, I struggle too. Like when I was born, I had a lisp. And, 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 I did and, not and, say and, lisp. These, these kids are missing limbs, right? But like, I did but, not say lisp. I had okay. a severe speech problem beyond a lisp. Okay, but it was funny. I couldn't but, talk wait, were for a lot of my life. Trying to be funny? No. No. Oh, okay. Never mind. No, but that's, but that's <laughs> no. what made it so. It was so pure. And I, I was, was trying there, to was like there. motivate them, inspire them. But of course, but it was very. But it was like I was like. No, but I did not say that I had a lisp. For much of my life, I couldn't talk. It was beyond a stutter. Oh. It was like I couldn't make sounds come out of my vocal cords. That's a comparable disability. I thankfully no, was able not. to figure it out. No, because they can't overcome those things. Right. I understand yeah, that. Yeah, so now that's you're where it's different. So I understand where he's coming from. Of that. course, no, right. Yeah. It was, I was, it was just trying to say the right that. place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, he's like, guys, I'm I had not a list. It came off great. He's like, he's I like, mean, either way, no, it's good. They loved you. I'm gonna defend it now. Go home and cry. No, the kids loved you. The kids absolutely loved. They actually asked me to have you come back. They, they said you were their favorite kid, favorite comic. That oh, night. So it was, it was, it you was to say that. Okay. It might not be true. But okay. But, but I'm, no, no, but no, the kids did love you, but I'm sitting there going, but it was, it was funny. That's like, funny. For, like, for example, I, there was a, there was a guy who used to Hell own, list. <laughs> there was a guy that used to own, still have a list. There was a, me too. Please write guy, and donate money if you can. There was a guy that used to, uh, <laughs> they the try to smooth out my lisp program. There was a guy that used to, uh, own the comic strip named Lucian. I don't know if you remember. He was like the owner of the comic strip. And he was like, it was the hardest club in the world to pass. And I was trying to pass it. I was year two, year three, year four. I couldn't pass this comedy club. 
and the guy's body parts were falling off. Like, and I remember saying to him, like, hey, Lucian, how you doing? He's like, I'm having a horrible day. I'm like, why? He's like, my fingers keep falling off. And he holds up his fingers and his hands, like, oh, he has, like, two shit. hands, like, like, a disease. Where, so I was like, uh, yeah, I broke mine in a fight once. And I hold up my pinky, and it was like, I was trying to relate, <laughs> but he looked at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So I understand. Hilarious. No, but, uh, no, but I'm not, it was funny. No, it's it was, funny. I remember Brad Williams would kill that show. I walked to bring his set, and he was relating in a big way. Oh, yeah. No, no, you did, you did great. He too. walks great. He was allowed to relate to them, by, but, but he, he he's just short. Why did that one play? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, I heard that. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, <laughs> so no, but I am real proud of you, man. You got a Showtime special. I mean, how excited is this? Like, uh, I know, for, like when I did Leno, I finally was like, man, I finally feel like I'm. I've like kind of made it amongst great comedians. Is that how you feel with the Showtime special? It is. I mean, I'm really curious to see how it's received and see. Hopefully, I get some sort of a significant like bump in awareness of me as a comic and and build my fan base. But yeah, just to get it is incredible. It's really the call. It's the biggest validation in a business where we're all insecure all the time and we don't know really how we're perceived and we don't know if we're as good as we think we are. It really does feel amazing to get to that place. Um, it's an it's, hour too. It's an hour. Wow. And no commercials, uncensored. It's literally fifty nine minutes and, and like fifty two seconds. And how was the crowd? Uh, it was one of the best sets I ever had in my life. It was incredible. It was really, really fun. It was just and where like was the shot? The Low Barrow Theater in Santa Barbara, oldest theater in California, six hundred seats, gorgeous theater. Oh man, that's perfect. Thir- Gorgeous place. Thirteen cameras. It was real sick. We only had one show. I had one chance to get it. Wow. And, and I got it. I got it. Did you get laid that night or no? Um, no, my dear friend Lauren Marie is beautiful, very talented singer. A friend of mine came up with me, and we shared a hotel room and had a lovely night. Um, but she's just a friend. There was uh, not even not even a makeout, nothing. Did you try? No, no. Come on. No, I didn't, cause she like did me a huge favor to come up, and like she didn't even want to come up. But I was like stressing out that day, cause Why we oversold the show, and I <laughs> yeah, and I came up. up. I don't know. I gotta say, you, she actually you, sings the hook of my new rap up, song. You too. hooked up with some of the hottest chicks. I, Say I, more I, about I that. I mean, Maxi- <laughs> you have. You have Maxim models. Uh, the problem is that you actually date them and they go crazy. Uh, <laughs> but you definitely do really well for yourself. Thank you, man. Uh, how's that going? Uh, <laughs> but at the moment, it's not at all. I haven't gotten laid in like three and a half months. But Wow. No. True, true. Wow. Last that time you sucks. got laid, Charlie And that Sheen is why you keep sperm in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Last time you got case. laid, Charlie Sheen only had herpes. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. three and He's and really stepped up his game a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Three and a half months for real? Yeah, that's true, yeah. Why? It's just been a little bit of a cold spell, but I've been real focused on other things. I've been on the road a ton, but then I've also like been on the road bringing, bringing friends with me, and when I have friends with me on the road, I don't like hook up a lot, really. And, um, and just in general, I'm not hooking up on the road very much these days at all. And then I just been trying to work and busy trying to promote shit and also Tinder, just, Bumble? And just a cold spell. Are you on? I'm on every single dating app, <laughs> and I swipe off, and I'm on. Tinder, I'm on Bumble, I'm on Raya, I'm on J Swipe, J Date, J Crush. What's those Raya? Those, those, Raya's this like right? it's like, not celebrities, but it's like this exclusive like dating app for like Hollywood Have or you met like any entertainment girls industry people. No, I match with a lot of like stunning women, and then we message for a minute, and then it's just ne- nothing comes of it. Like, now, do any I have this bad are... syndrome where I'm like I always swipe right on people that I like enough but then once they match and i'm like eh, i don't really want to message them i'm not like that into it mm-hmm. i guess maybe just one ego i'm gonna see if they'll match with me or not and then i'm like well, i don't have the energy but i feel like that's people. what girls want too i really don't want someone in the industry yeah, exactly they don't want that's what they want as well so they're we're all just sitting there just you know stroking each other off from a distance do any girls recognize you from idiot test yeah 
That doesn't help you at all. No, it does. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm doing bad. I'm aside from this three and a half months, I've been <laughs> I've been on an amazing streak. I just it's so happy. You know, sometimes you just hit a cold spell. Yeah, I'm the, just in the middle of a cold spell at the moment. The road was, and no also way. I'm not trying to hook up anymore. It's the main reason. Like I really would like to find someone to like date and like honestly settle down with. Like beyond that, so I'm not. I'm lo- not looking for that. So I'm like going out like on the first dates with some people in this time, and I'm like you know maybe we'll make out, maybe we won't. But I'm going on dates and like just trying to get to know people. I'm also like have this real neurotic like side where like I analyze the whole time. I'm like. I can't even like enjoy it. I'm analyzing like, could this be my wife? Could she be my yeah. wife? Do I think she's good, good enough for long term? And then I'm like, oh, you I heard don't know. Here first on Adam Hunter's world, Bankley was looking for a wife. You heard no, that? I, <laughs> I did the same thing. I started looking at the girl, going, "Could I wake up every day next to this person mm-hmm. the rest of my life?" And then get them from different angles. Yeah, and, right. And the worst is when you judge w- the personality, judge the body parts, judge the like. I'm some prize. You're the a worst prize. posture in the world. I look like oh. an 80 year old man. I did just lose 22 pounds. Nice. In the last two months. Uh, that just shows all you from how much, my dick. Uh, all from, all from my off. dick. How much uh, energy <laughs> guys put into like getting laid that you just three months took off? Showtime special. No, but yeah, but, <laughs> no. Yeah, but he shot it. Six, yeah, but he shot it six months That's ago. So. No, yeah. but no, I mean, I, maybe we should all no. stop fucking. I don't no, know. The, I, mean, I wish that was. I'm so happy that's not the correlation because I'd be afraid to like ever date again. Luckily, we sold it when it was in a good streak. But yeah. having a girlfriend saved me so much time. I would spend like I'm torn as to which better time wise. Oh, I would spend hours, especially on the road. Uh, you know, you, you you and then, but I was having yeah. The, but then the you have a girl in one fight, and you're like your whole night's gone. Then even on good nights, you want to spend time with her, and you binge watch shows together on the couch instead of writing. Whereas now I'm single, I'm on my own, and I just like I have more time to at least pretend I'm working. Yeah, but on the road without <laughs> your girlfriend, you have all the time in the world to work. Yeah, but now I'm incredibly unproductive on the road. I'm like in a comb on the road. I literally like do morning radio at six a.m., come back, sleep all day till four p.m., go to the shows. Maybe have a couple drinks after the shows, go back to bed. Like I just don't get out of bed hardly on the road. Like it's weird. Do you think that will I, change now that you were retiring an hour pretty much? Yeah, I'm gonna have to just get a work ethic out of nowhere. I'm gonna have to like pull that out of thin well, air. What about when you're shooting the TV show? How long? How what's the schedule like? It there? Shoots real fast. The schedule's insane when we shoot it, but we shoot like a 65 episode season in three and a half weeks. Oh wow! Five episodes a day, so even that doesn't take much of my year. I'm promoting it all year round. I'm, right now, Idiot Test is airing every Tuesday, 10 and 10.30, 10 and 10.30 on GSN, 9 Central. Um, so watch that. It's a comedy brain teaser game show that I help write and I create and I co-executive produce the show now. And you help. sold that show? No, no. I just, I'm one of the executive producers now, and, and I help create the brain puzzles. And I and um, Jay Chris Newber works on it with me, too. He's awesome. He's a really talented comedy writer but um, and hosting them, but it's, it happens really fast. And then I have the rest of my year to, you know, flounder and masturbate and think <laughs> and not get laid i do find that when i was going on dates so material wise some of them were great some of the dates i couldn't even explain like i went on one date with a girl in like oklahoma i met her after a show and we go back to my her, her place and she's like i want to tell you something and i'm like oh please don't tell me you have herpes so oh man she goes listen when i was younger i did gymnastics and my asshole fell out uh, so now I have a remote control asshole and I thought this was like uh, a joke <laughs> until I actually felt the battery in her upper back and she actually is something where like she has this what an does ele- the remote do it just tightens the rectum oh my I god sw- and I was making jokes I'm like does it work for the garage too or <laughs> yeah. like does it work for the TV you know but so, she, she wants to take a shit she's got to like open it up can you and get then, picture like, in picture <laughs> yeah do you take the battery out <laughs> no I swear if you to press god. the last button does the last dude who was in there <laughs> all of a sudden appear <laughs> <laughs> he walks in. Got a previous button. Yeah, so that really, I mean, there was a lot of that. You know, I, but I learned, first of all, 
when it comes to dating on online, I found you never let the girl pick the place because she'll pick the most expensive place yeah. in LA. Well, that's another thing I've been doing for the last couple year or two. I'm trying to get smarter. Not I, not not this year too. Last maybe eight nine months. Ever since my girlfriend and I broke up, like oh, like a year ago, I'm trying to not do first dates for dinner anymore or drinks because what happens? You start drinking, you get buzzed. Then all of a sudden your horniness takes over. All you want to do is hook up. You hook up, and now you're in a relationship with somebody that maybe you shouldn't have been in a relationship with just because you're attracted to them. So I go to lunch or coffee. Coffee yeah. is great. I just want to actually talk to them sober and see do I actually, when I'm in right mind, care about what they have to say. Do I think they're cool or not? The problem with coffee, I felt, though, is that it feels like a job interview. That's and, true. And it does. All, it does feel like There's no way to like let loose at all. It should be a middle ground. Smoking weed would be good. And then then I can't remember what they said. And then also I find co- I, also I find with coffee if you like the person you can't like finger bang them in a Starbucks coffee you know it's just it's just kind of weird it's kind of hard to get ass unless they have a remote control asshole then you can have just you ever ask, made for out the, after, ask her to pass the remote have you ever made out after a coffee bean date or no like, um, like, it's just kind of weird. I've never made like, out after a coffee bean like, date with the coffee breath situation. Um, yeah, exactly. I've not made out. It, I've not made out after a coffee date. It's a good point. That, that's the thing. That's but I don't want to make out on date one. I'm yeah, trying to be do. mature. No, no, I don't. That's the whole reason. Up. If I wanted to make out, I would take her out to dinner. I'd get drunk. You're so full of shit. No, it's the old Adam Hunter joke. Like this girl got drunk on a date, and I did the responsible thing. I got drunk too. Yeah. That's that's the move you you do if you're. Wanting to hook up, I'm trying to not. I'm trying to like yeah, literally get to know someone. You Maybe wanna, you want to peck at the end, and that's it. But there it. are times that you also want to let the girl know, look, I'm physically attracted to you. That's true. And when you do, I think I've maybe like made out once or twice after like a daytime date, and it's actually hotter in a way because it's like, oh shit, like a sober kiss. I never experienced that. <laughs> a sober, yeah, sober, sober kiss. kiss. Oh my yeah. god, we actually like each other like by choice and not by like but inebriated there, accident. But it's also kind of embarrassing, like getting an erection in a, a Starbucks. A girl could feel your poke, and you're like, wow, that's. This is like you have a boner at three in the afternoon in the fucking Starbucks parking lot. So it's yeah, it's bad. It's all bad. Dating, dating. So I don't know. You're right. I wish there was like a somebody should invent like a Starbucks date night where you could go on a date at night for coffee and still hook up afterwards. Pinkberry be good. Pinkberry. Oh yeah, That'd frozen be good. yogurt. That's a good one. I think they even have like DJs some of these Pinkberries in Hollywood now. They do. I haven't been there in years, but I've heard that Marilyn Monroe looks real good in that picture. I'd like to make out with her. Good-looking lady. Every part of that body looks great. I heard she was like a size twelve or something. Right? Yeah, I could see like that. fourteen or some shit. Like is that, that. true? I don't know. I read I that feel too. Like fat chicks say that to say <laughs> <laughs> to feel oh, good man. about themselves. <laughs> what was I gonna say about something about about girls and dating? I don't. Oh, you know what's crazy? There's not an app. There should be an app like a chat roulette kind of thing that you can like swipe and then immediately video chat with them. Really? And there should be. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Uh, so yeah. you could instantly get a sense of them, maybe. Beyond like, because I, when you, you're just writing text messages to people on these apps. It's the worst. It takes away all of our skills as comedians. It takes away our timing. Takes away our intonation. Our sarcasm. Takes away our, I know. our faces. And then they go, you don't seem very funny for. They go, tell right. me a and joke. Like, what am I supposed to write oh, in the man. first thing? Like uh, knock well, knock. Well, you don't want to drop that girl anyway. She's a moron. Your pussy, your pussy yeah. who <laughs> wants to run away from me again? Or they go, you know who I find is funny? Crystalia. Oh I, yeah. And then I unmatch. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> I go, oh man, you gotta, <laughs> this is not gonna work. <laughs> She'll probably cheat on you. He's on the way over. Right. I mean, it's just. Whenever a girl tells you their favorite comic, it's never somebody that like is my one of my favorite comics. Yeah, it's always it's, it's never, always someone that I really don't respect. Or, or if it is like who's my favorite comic, Jim Norton, and I automatically assume they like to get peed on or something, or it's just you know like it's hard. I mean, that's well, that's cool. the other thing though too is like I was saying earlier about like people that just like heat seek and like don't want to make their own opinions. Like I'm just sick of that. It's one thing recently I've been like actually a lot inspired by like 
the style of Kanye and of Trump is like they're like brilliant at like marketing themselves and like saying to the people like I'm the best. You are dumb if you don't follow me. And like I'm t- I'm tired of like slogging through for like s- as long as you and I have been doing this and like being a little bit polite about how we market ourselves and just waiting. And like everybody else is like doing this like real poppy shit and being real gr- great and easy with their social media and like making this whole image about themselves and make them seem like they're the king of fucking rock and roll and we're sitting there and like not like putting the right focus to it so i'm it sick of it like, all, i mean there's a girl uh i, don't I even, think i don't even know this girl della does comedy you know that is no some girl came to my show it was like first of all this was like the worst experience ever this girl i met this girl she was like a ring girl beautiful girl and i'm like hey you want to go out and she's like sure i'd love to i go pick her up and I, I drive up to the bar and she's like, oh, is it cool if my boyfriend comes with us? And I'm like, so now they're both in my car, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I fucking... Uber driver. I, yeah, I'm an Uber driver. And so I get to the restaurant and the guy goes to the bathroom and I'm like, I thought this was a date. She's like, oh, what? I thought you just wanted to go to drink and network. I'm like... Oh, man. That's the worst. Uh, so That's if, I ever, I like, if I ever have people car. over to my house and I invite a girl and then she's like, can I bring this uh, male friend of mine? I literally most often I say no. <laughs> And they're like, what do you mean? No, I'm like, I don't like random dudes. Like, yeah. I, have, I have enough dude friends in my life. I have more than enough. I should cut some out. So, like, I don't need extra dudes. I, I, I've never liked a dude so much. I'm like, God, I would, I'd like to meet more dudes. Ugh. I wonder if I could get more guys in my life. I'm so, not ever so, trying to do that. So the guy was actually pretty cool. He ended up paying for that. I think he felt for me because <laughs> I was like, hey, uh, she's like, I'm going to set, set you up with one of my friends. I'm like, well, make sure she's a boyfriend. You know, I, I was, <laughs> <laughs> and I said it in front of him. Like, he kind of realized what the fuck was going on. So then she comes to my show. They both come to my show. And, and, then, uh, and then she's like, hey, you should book my friend. She's really funny. So the, like she's like a model. So I'm like, all right. So then she she texts the girl or whatever. I'm like, have you done comedy before? She's like, no, but I'm really funny on Instagram. And oh. I'm like, oh. and I'm just like, but that's what a lot of the, like like you said. It just seems like that's where this world is going in some right. So you have way. so so at the end of the day, you have two choices. You have to like shake your head at it and become an old man that like shakes your head at the young kids doing their shit, or you have to adapt and jump on board the train. Otherwise, you're gonna get left behind. So like, I'm I'm tired of like shaking my head at it. I'm like really trying to like figure out how to be more savvy so and play the game. Well, I'm just much more focused on social media. I'm really trying to build my Snapchat. I'm like snapping every day, really creative things out of the box things what kind of creative things are you snapping because i my uh, things suck i'm just doing like weird stuff like i'm creating weird storylines characters using the, the picture and picture thing face swap to like any celebrity face i'm putting bringing my impressions back putting people to sleep as like morgan freeman before bed christopher walken doing these different characters doing different voices being super weird creating storylines doing weird hidden camera moments with people like all kinds of shit all day just trying to like make it real entertaining but don't you kind of feel it. like you're missing out on the world yeah <laughs> yeah, I do, but I'm that dedicated in my career. But is that really? But that's the good thing about Snapchat is it's really to, quick. But is it's, that being dedicated to your career or is observing life? Well, it's the good thing about Snapchat is it. That's why I stopped periscoping because that you just broadcast an hour and you're like trying to just entertain an hour and do Q and A's constantly. But at least you're actually constantly. talking to your fans and actually. No, but you're just talking. You're not creating comedic content. Snapchat, I'm creating ten second bites that are funny and weird, and then the phone's away ten seconds. Are they funny and weird? Every time I've, I've, I see a celebrity Snapchat. I'm most like, people this suck is, at Snapchat. Awful. Most I'm like, people I, suck I, I just ruined my life. Yeah. And I, I w- most people suck at it. But is there anyone I think who, I'm pretty who, good at who, it. Who's, who's good at I it? I mean, I'm pretty good at it. At Ben Glebe on Snapchat, you'll enjoy who it. Who else is good at it? Who else is good at Snapchat? Um, Girls take their clothes <laughs> every, time I see some, every time I see someone with a fucking pig on their face right. or, or slow motion the or the big filter. eyes or a dog filter, I'm like, I don't know. I'm I not laughing at this. Is good. Yeah. I'm not laughing at all. 
I'm, I'm actually depressed. Yeah. I was, I was uh, happy before I watched it. My 12-year-old nephew do, uses those apps. It's Who? Like the, my 12-year-old yeah, nephew uses those apps. that's the youth. Like, that's people that are going to be buying tickets. Like, I don't know. It's, it's the other thing that I'm doing a lot are of. Are you is, as like a dog sometimes? Are you doing the dog? <laughs> um, no, but I'm doing like, like like ironic spins on it. It's like the dog thing that everybody does. So I, I did one where like I had my assistant shooting me from across a long room, and I'm standing against the wall far away. Pretend, like pretending like I had my phone and I'm doing the dog lick but not even holding a phone like I just went crazy in some like Jack Nicholson fucking shining chamber <laughs> and I've become this dog I'm like crazy effects and like and he goes I think Ben thinks he has his phone in his hand right now so I'm like twisting it you know what I mean right just doing fun shit with the form and that was one of the least funny examples but you get <laughs> I didn't say they're not always funny sometimes they're very funny but sometimes they're just weird I'm just making it like no, weird cool. and the other thing I'm doing a lot of is just like more like cockily expressing my my belief in my comedy and telling people I think I'm like really great I think I'm really great at comedy I think you watch my special on Showtime Neurotic Gangster you're gonna laugh your ass off I don't think you're gonna laugh as hard at an hour as pretty much any special you've ever seen I think like it's gonna be up there in one of the best specials I think and so watch it I'm not I'm tired of being like no it's, it's great if people find it great fuck that I'm people, tired of that if you're listening okay which uh I know we, we, uh, how many people did we get uh, listen to us last week? 32,000 downloads we got between the well, MMA Roasted? 40,000. 40,000 downloads in the last uh, week. Nice. So Love that. Listen to Ben Gleave. He's, he's the truth. We did a show. Thanks, man. 10 years together. I took him on his first casino show. Yeah. And we do, we do a show. It took me a lot of my first gigs. And uh, we're doing a show in the middle of a casino. And he, he, before and after every punchline, you could hear people winning. Oh, it's the fucking worst. You hear like literally like coins and like slot machines and like people dying. It was like this, not even like a Vegas casino. It was like this old Native American casino. And literally like we, the guy walks us. Remember first we walked out. You and I walked out there. And it was like this decrepit casino. And walks us through a beautiful ballroom. He's like, you're not performing here. He's like, you're performing on this little makeshift stage literally in the slot machine. So they made us wear ties, hall. Right? And he's like, you guys aren't dressed well. You got to go back to your room. It was like a 25-minute walk back to room. We had to put oh, on man. like a tie and dress shoes. Go on stage. There were seven people in the crowd. Three of them had IVs running on the side of their wheelchairs. <laughs> and then they told us we had to be clean, right? So like, I was out of material at like seven minutes. Uh, ben runs out of material to the point where you're doing uh, Neil Diamond impressions. Yeah, I was doing every old person impression I could think of to like get these. Oh, I'm like singing like I'm like hello again casino. Here we. Oh I'm, my god. I am. I said. I'm like hi. I'm Jimmy Star. It's crazy. How are you? Are so and they're funny. still they're like what's it? What's it going on? Is this the cat skills again? I'm cr I'm I'm literally crying in the corner laughing at him. This is so, like a bonker show. So then we. <laughs> so then, it was bananas. Then we then when we're leaving and I'm like I forget to check my gas. So of course my car. Uh, runs out of gas, so we had to like push the car. Hunter the within a minute pulls his shirt off and is flagging down cars with his swimming his swinging his shirt in there, <laughs> assuming the demographic for like Chippendale seeking <laughs> hitchhike hitchhike picker uppers is like gonna help us. Dude, that was a great gig, and then I got you the really gig fun. opening up for the male strippers. Yeah, remember we did it. You and I did that at, at at some bar in like Cerritos or some. <laughs> we shit. did a show where they had a, a Mexican male, stripping. and you convinced me to like to like strip. Oh, I convinced you. We were both in the no, fucking really crowd. Fun. We were both dancing on girls, giving laughs. I dude, forgot about that dude. too, dude. Well, I, I go up there. It's all women expecting male strippers, right? I offend everyone with like uh, whore jokes, this and that, right? So then they're pissed at me. Ben goes on and starts doing jokes about Starbucks and like. No, I was like, <laughs> like no, I was like my like fucking Reese's peanut butter joke. Reese's back in the day remember that put my dick in a Reese's there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's really there's no wrong way <laughs> the people are booing right they're booing both of us then 
like like these like seven guys that got out of prison like the week before are stripping, right? Like getting butt naked. Then we're like, fuck it. We go in the crowd that's giving lap dances. The girls <laughs> the girls start like making out with us. Oh my yeah, God. yeah. Oh. I'm pretty sure I made out with some 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 chick that was not even that attractive to me, but <laughs> it was still a great time. But I needed to get paid in some way for that gig. And we got like maybe yeah, like a free meal and some drinks. And we did uh, get dollar bills in our pants. Oh, we had so much it fun. It was really fun. Yeah, man. I mean, you're like you're instrumental in like giving in, in like helping me come up because not only did you give me those first gigs that first first gigs and it wasn't just that casino gig that was like a weekend of three gigs and it was my first time headlining because you you co-headlined me with you you said like want to come and co-headline with me and i was really new at it I, you could have said feature i would have done it but you just for whatever reason like i don't know had that respect for me or wanted that you just gave me this co-headlining title and i was just like so touched by that i went first i was essentially featuring but you like oh no gave me that title and and then, aside from that, you used to run Bruco. You yeah. created the Westwood Brewing Company show that was Mondays and Thursdays at you know UCLA by the college there. And you, early on, told me I had just carte blanche. I had open invite to come there whenever I wanted. Yeah. And that room is what developed me as a stand-up. Oh, absolutely. Like, I don't even have a room like that now. I need to find another room the right dime now. Bar, I told you. Oh, that's so sweet, you, man. You, Thank you. You have carte blanche at the dime bar. You're so awesome, man. Truth, man. Look, I, I, I believe in you. I like, and like you. That room is what developed my material because I had a place to go <laughs> twice a week and develop. Did you made me laugh. I mean, even when you were on the dating show, Eliminate or he went a limit. Uh, one of them I he used to both. go as these characters, yeah, yeah. as these. Uh, you went on these dating shows as these obnoxious like <laughs> Persian right yeah, characters. It was my Israeli cousin on blind date. You were, you were like talking were like, like this. I was like, hey, there is no chemistry between us. But is there a fire before <laughs> us? Huh? Is he want to? Uh, you were like the, you, you were like bang? Borat. Like, no, I do not. Yeah, uh, thank, that's incredible. You said that. I really that's like a high compliment because, I mean, I'm a huge Sasha Baron Cohen fan, and I know he had his show in Great Britain for a long time too. Before that, but. Like, literally, since my freshman year of college, since I was 18, that's 20 years ago now, I was doing the exact same kind of, like, weird, committed to these characters, hidden camera bits, and, like, all kinds of weird foreign characters and strange characters, and, like, a lot of the best... I just talked about this on Barry Catch podcast the other day, is that I... Some of the best stuff I ever did was in college and on the National Lampoon talk show I had that nobody saw either. Like, I have, st I have archives of, like, seven years of Lecter, shows right? I did. Carmen Electra was my guest my senior year of college. 3,000 students in the crowd. It was, like, some of my, like, most free, creative character bits, and, like, no one saw it. So it's, like, that's how long it takes to make it in this business. And, like, still we're struggling every day and, like, trying to, you know, not struggling, but, like, sl slogging through, trying to get that next gig, trying to get people to notice you. And so that's why, like, this this... Showtime specials, like, it's a culmination of really 21 years of, like, push and hard to get there. No, it was so funny, man. And then, then there was this uh, time where I remember Hopstetter booked you for some taping or something, and you came in as a character. Oh, yeah, he was mad at me. Remember he, that? He came in as a character. What character that was it? That was the same Israeli character. Israeli character. <laughs> and then you and just... I told him to introduce me as my Israeli, as, 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 as an Israeli guy. And then you... And, and then he, like, broke, he, like, he, like, broke the fourth wall on it, and I got real mad. No, at the end was that funny part. You go there, you have oh, a, yeah. a very confusing set, right? Everyone's like, what the fuck just happened? Oh, then at the end, <laughs> he's yelling at you, and you're responding in character. Well, he's like... First, I set up a Jenga on top. Of a, I just remember this on top of a stool, and I, I set up a whole Jenga thing, and I was like, you want to see how we play uh, Jenga in Israel? And I just hit the Jenga tower over with my dick. I just like banged my crotch into the Jenga tower, and people were like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, he was mad at me. I'm yelling back at him in character. I'm like, I told you never to reveal anything to anyone who tries to come here and say I'm not who I say I am. It's not professional. We are artists. We're not here to do this. This is a little show. It's a web series. 
How dare you? Oh, and then, I forgot all those was, things. And then he oh, fucking man. left. He, you walk out, and and Hofstetter was fucking bright red, so pissed, <laughs> and I, I, I was laughing. I had to look away. I was laughing so fucking hard because he just didn't get it. He didn't, like it was it was oh, brilliant, man. but it was Thanks, so man. funny, man. That's, that's the stuff I did for so long. Like the eggnog show I did for ten years, the improv where I get plastered every year and teach people how to make a proper eggnog, and it's just weird, like Andy Kaufman style thing I do. And I stopped doing some of that lately. I mean, I still do weird shit, like. I've like in the middle of my shows on the road once in a blue, I'll like buy the whole crowd ice cream or I'll buy the whole but crowd beers. But then you also like we'll interview John McCain or something. Yeah, I've, I crashed John McCain press conference, and messed with Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton. It's all on YouTube. It has like 400 views. Like that's my point. Like I got so frustrated. I'm so frustrated at some degree. It's like, like what comedians fucked with the president? And it's got 400 views. Yeah, like, I've, I've, I've tweeted only a few times, right. but why is it not going viral? What you do so, with Obama? When he was running for president in 2008, I go up to him and I got access to an event I was not supposed to be in. And I was not supposed to ask any questions, just cameras or no reporters. And his press guy is coming up to me and he's like, please don't ask him a question. You can tell him about to ask him. Obama's coming up to, like, towards me. And the Argentinian producer of this pilot I was doing is like, Ben, yes, now, yes. And I'm like, I'm sorry, press secretary for Obama. I have to ask this question. And Obama walks up to me and shakes my hand. And I go, Senator, uh, you consider your, this is like a, two months before he becomes president. And I'm like, uh, you consider yourself a green pro-environment candidate? He goes, oh, yes, I do. And I go, do you think America is ready for a green president? (laughs) (laughs) And he he smiles and he goes, absolutely, I'm positive that they are. Anyway, (laughs) we're doing interviews with you guys later. I got to go. And he (laughs) bounces out of there. It was bananas. And and, and that's on camera? That's on YouTube. I want to watch that Yeah, just just Google, just go on YouTube and And search Glebe with Guests. An account called Harold Chardon. You'll see me messing in in two minutes. You'll see me messing with the president and Hillary Clinton. What did you say to Hillary? Hillary, I go up to her, and I got access to her again in some weird way I shouldn't have been, but I like, found a way to get to her, and she's leaving this building in the basement. I'm in the basement. It was, like, crazy. Like, if I had bad intentions, like, it would be, like, it almost I, like, found flaws in, like, our, in, like, our social, in, like, our secret service, sort of. Like, we were able to get access to these people in a weird way, and, um, and she walks by, and uh, I go, Senator, can I ask you one question? Really helped us get to know your husband and his campaign. We learned so much about you, but one thing we don't know, and she can tell him asking something weird. She starts like walking away from me. Yeah. And I'm like, one thing we want to know: behind the pantsuit, boxers or briefs? <laughs> and she just looks so uncomfortable. Her eyes bug out, and she holds her thumb up. Oh man! <laughs> and I'm like, my guess, another pantsuit. That's what I think. <laughs> and yeah, it was. What would what, you ask John McCain? And then John McCain was even probably the craziest one. I get into a, a John McCain press conference. Those were all in Oregon. This was in Beverly Hills at Beverly Hilton, and it's press from around the world, and like real reporters from NBC News, and then me. And McCain calls on me, and um, and uh, and I stand up and I say, um, Senator. I should just play it for you. I just tell it. me. Tell it to right. Tyler. So I, uh, I, I say, Senator, a lot of people say it's a waste of your time being here in California when it's a state you likely won't win. And, but I've seen you accomplish difficult things. Like, how did you get such a hot wife? <laughs> That's funny. And he goes, um, I don't know the answer to that, my friend, but I would like to address the crux of your question. I will compete in California. I will win in California. So I go, great. One serious follow-up, if I may. And he goes, sure. And I go, how do you respond to people who say you're not black enough to be president? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, that is not a serious question, my friend. <laughs> and he, he goes away. And then like 20 minutes later, at the end of the press conference, he makes the mistake of calling on a guy in front of me. And I'm yeah. raising my hand again. And so I stood up as though he called on me. And, it, and he goes, no, no, no. Him, not you. <laughs> and I'm like, me or him? Me? Is it uh, him or me? Uh-huh. he's like, no, no, him. And then so I sit back down. And then I just stand up after that question without being called on. And I go, I go, uh. 
If I can just clarify my question, I didn't mean are you black like skin color. I meant like are you black like Bill Clinton's black. Okay. And he goes, you've convinced me that I'm out of time. And he bolts out of <laughs> wow. the press conference. Oh, man. Bolts it out of the press conference. He got some and balls, man. That, yeah. it was, it was, that was, that was the, the scariest thing I've ever had to do in a bit. But I just did it. Like I That's commit great. to a bit and I don't ever now, flinch. What, now, what are you going to do? You have, so, you have Hillary. Now you well, have so that bit, Trump. Yeah. And you have uh, uh, Bernie. What are you going to do? Who am I going to vote for? No, I'm, what, are you, what, what pranks are you going to do? Well, I, I got hired for this pilot, and they got me press access to those events. It's hard to get to these people now. What about, is there, are there another pilot coming up? I would be lovely, man. I would love that. It would be really cool to get back in there. I mean, Trump would be so ripe to mess with. Yeah, really? He, he's, he's such a trash talker. Like, he gets good at crowd work, that dude. Oh, he's great. I mean, he literally gets up, he's like, listen, I'm the greatest. You're a sleazeball. Okay? You have stupid questions. You're a sleazeball. We're going to get you removed from the fucking room, okay? I, you know I mean, what's funny? Like, th they had, there was a survey of, like, who you'd rather have at your barbecue, like Trump, Hillary, or Bernie, and Trump won. And I would have to agree with, yeah. like, I don't agree with any of Trump's policies. Oh, yeah, I would love to hang with Trump but over three hanging of them. with yeah. him. He'd be great fun. He's like, yeah. he seems like the coolest, and he'd have the best stories. Let's just go in the bathroom and do coke off these, <laughs> models, <laughs> these models' asses. They got perfect coke asses. Let's just go. I mean, who hasn't done coke? And was like, we're going to build the wall. <laughs> <laughs> tonight. We'll build it all we're together. We're going to finish this wall tonight. <laughs> oh, but like... I mean, the things he says of, like, you can't be a perfect 10 if you're a chick if you have an A cup. Right. <laughs> like, 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 this is our president. Oh, the one and that you told me the other day that he said about Ghostbusters? Oh, yeah, he was furious about... This is the only thing I agree with him about. The, the re he, goes, they're making go he goes, they're making Indiana Jones without Harrison Ford. And now they're making Ghostbusters with all women. People, wake up. And, like, yeah, I go, this guy, you know what... I may, can I vote on him on that? <laughs> that might be the only thing he's well, I think said. we should like, we, like the best compromise would be to just make him not, um, is to make Trump not become president, but then give him whatever reality show he wants. He should get an hour prime time <laughs> yeah. for four years. We I give know. him whatever fucking show he can literally put Mexicans and Muslims on an island and women with a cups, and he can just to people that sign up for it for twelve of them, twelve <laughs> contestants, he can do whatever the fuck. But, 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 Make them climb walls and stay away from each other and so, say the religion so I backwards. I know that you're a guy who you, you're very outspoken. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I feel like you're a Trump fan in that regard, but you're also uh, you're very pro-Israel. So you're also yeah. kind of Trump in that regard, maybe unless he wants to take everyone's. Yeah, oil. but Hillary's very pro-Trump, and I mean Bernie's uh, Jewish, so. Uh, yeah, but he's the first who doesn't care about money. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's a socialist. So, so who are you voting for? I support Bernie. I think Bernie's, you know, honestly, like the most passionate and the most honest politician I've ever seen in my life. You can just tell people on both sides agree. Like the guy's not bullshitting. He's, he's driving, like he's driving like a, a, a Yugo. Yeah, he's driving a Yugo. No one's gotten like putting up a false front in a Yugo. It's yeah. impossible. He didn't let you be an Uber driver with a Yugo. Yeah. He can't even get approved to be an Uber <laughs> driver. Okay, That's a funny joke. <laughs> I should write that out. Um, and uh, so I think he's incredible, but his chances to win are getting very, very, very slim. And um, Right, and I was I was writing an article for Huffington Post. I was about to publish where I thought the best move would be for him to make a pack with Hillary to be her VP, and she then have that. but think about it, she wouldn't want it, but she wants to win real bad. Everybody says she desperately wants to win more than anything. She very well might lose to Trump because a lot of Bernie supporters are going to go to Trump because they don't want establishment. They want this like anti-establishment anger populist. They want someone who's not a politician. So if Bernie's on the ticket, she'll keep them, and if he's not. Then she, she really will, might lose. So I was about to publish that, and then I talked to some guy last night who made a really interesting point. He's like, "Really, what Bernie should do is win California on Tuesday, and not wait till he loses officially in the convention and drop out and run. 
win California, take that momentum and break away from the Democrats and run as an independent off that momentum and pull all a lot of Trump's people and a lot of the Democrats and literally say, not, fuck he, this two-party system. He's not he keeps, pulling Trump's people. But he's going to pull some of them because some of them are going to start getting scared when Trump keeps saying fucked up shit. And as the election gets closer, they're going to be like, uh, I can't you know what? I, I can't vote. It's like him. I don't like Trump, but when Trump says, I'm going to go to the Middle East and take their oil, <laughs> like do you really like? There's that's understanding not, that's like not physics. really a really a good idea. This just these guys are kind of crazy. We're gonna show up, but just hey, we're taking your oil. It doesn't like that's gonna it, go really over well. It's not like a so necklace. You, it takes a while to extrude <laughs> that shit. You have to like invade like, the country. You but can't isn't just, that like, like grab stealing? A briefcase isn't that of oil. stealing and jacking? Well, yeah, he gonna, doesn't know what he's talking about. Cause a fucking war where we'll be he's, in the wrong. Yeah, he's just bluster. I agree with a lot of things he says. I agree we're too politically correct in this country. We talk yeah. pussyfoot around issues all the time. We're not talking about the real issues. I agree there's obviously something going on with it, with radical Muslim extremists, that are, that are, and we should address that. The president should be saying that phrase. There's a lot of things he says that are right, but that doesn't mean that we should ban all Muslims from our country. There's a lot of people in our country are Muslim that are we are good, great people. I have two Muslim ex-girlfriends that are some of the hottest women in the world, very nice people, great people, great people. Great ass, right. and 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 on top of that, they they we also need the Muslim community to like help us root out terrorism, not to think we're alienating them and to radicalize more people. It just literally doesn't make sense. It literally will make more enemies. So it's great to want a guy's honest, but if he's honest and, and saying bad ideas, it's a real problem for the country. Right. So I think it's scary, but we'll see what happens. I'll I'll get behind Hillary if I have to. I, I'd love to if it was Bernie. I definitely will not vote for Trump, but it's interesting. He makes it interesting, that's for sure. Absolutely. Well, listen, people, that is our podcast. Uh, you can see me. I will be at the Ha Ha Comedy Club tomorrow night. I'm at the Laugh Factory Sunday with Dana White and David Spade uh, and Brian Callen. And then coming up, I'm going to be at the Comedy Cave in two weeks. And then three weeks, I'm going to be at the, the Comedy Cave? in Calgary, uh, Canada. And then Rochester, New York. I'm at the, uh, the Comedy Club in Rochester. And the first week of the second, second week of July, I'm going to be in Vegas at the Stratosphere. Uh, but watch Ben Glebe's special. Where you, you got any dates coming up? Want to plug? Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, I'm coming up. Just go to BenGlebe.com, and you can get tickets right there at the very top of the website for any of my upcoming shows. I'm coming to San Antonio, then St. Louis, then Chicago, and then uh, Minneapolis. So get tickets to that. Follow me on all social media at Ben Glebe, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. I'm all about all four of those. And then my showtime. And then please watch Idiot Test every Tuesday night on GSN. If you want to challenge your brain a little bit, solving brain puzzles while also laughing because the show's a total roast, crazy comedy every episode. We have an all nude episode coming up. The contestants are nude. Wow. Are you nude? I'm mostly nude as well. Which mm, I, mostly I, nude. I apologize for that. Were the girls hot? Very hot. They were like, yeah, they're like in Playboy and stuff. Like, Did really you get a boner? Hot. There was one point that was real dicey in the show. It was not. <laughs> it was not great, um, but the, but it's blurred for air, so I was safe. But, but did the was, girls comment on it or no? Yeah, they commented on it. What'd they say? They were complimentary, but they might have just been being nice. It's hard okay. to know. Right. But um, and uh, and then yeah, my Showtime special, Ben Glebe Neurotic Gangster, it premieres tomorrow at 10 p.m. on Showtime, and it's going to be running on on demand and just on Showtime for the next few weeks and for a few months. So please watch it. Spread the word. Hashtag Neurotic Gangster. Augustino, what do you got coming up? I'm excited for it, man. Thank Um, you, man. I'm going to be at the Comedy Store on June 12th, Sunday, June 12th, in the main room. And um, in August, I'm in San Francisco at the old uh, Purple Onion. Gotcha. And Joey P, comedy, what do you got? The Um, producer who's been in the house quiet the whole... You made some great uh-huh. points, Joey. Yeah, yeah uh, tomorrow I'll be at the <laughs> Ha Ha Cafe with Adam. <laughs> you looking at your phone for that one plug? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
You had eight minutes of our plugs to get that one plug, and you look at it, and you're like, uh, let me see. He's uh, only 20 years old. Ha -ha. Yeah. He's young. It's 8.30 and 11, right? 8.30 and 11. Your memory's okay. better when you're young. Yeah, it's going to get downhill from here. Yeah. You got to work on that memory. Have some ginkgo biloba pills or something. Have some fiber. Anyways, I want to say thank you to Adam. <laughs> this is a dream come true, working on these podcasts, MMA Roasted, and Adam Hunter's World. This is, um, I never thought I'd make it here. I finally made it in life. Is that what you had on the phone? A speech? <laughs> <laughs> Being in this uh, apartment. It's so. great. It's great. Give you those you Oscars wrap it up signs. They're, like, they're, they're playing you off. No, that's a lovely thing to say. Yeah, man. He's Thank you, kid. Adam. So. If I could, man, I just want to say that uh, I have a whole crazy amount of respect for you that you, you, you're just retiring the hour after this. Thank you, man. Like, Thank like you, you don't have to. Like you, you, probably, yeah. you, you really don't have to, but you yeah, are. It might be stupid to do it, but I don't care. No, I'm, 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 I'm doing it. Mad respect for it, man. Thank just, you. Uh, I, I can't wait to watch it. I got the uh, the Showtime app on the Apple TV, so I'm able to watch yeah, I don't yeah. even have to wait for it to air. It, it, oh, it, oh, that's cool. If a comedy special airs, it's just up there the whole time. Oh, that's nice. So whenever I want, I can just click on it and just watch it. Yeah, anybody that doesn't have Showtime, you can just download the app and you can yep. start a free trial and you can watch it. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah. Thank you for saying that, man. Yeah, no I'm problem. excited. It's a little scared, but I think I need that kick in the ass. Nice. And Adam, thank you again, man, for like over the years, like you're one of my oldest friends in comedy, and you really like helped me come up, man, and gave me those breaks. And yeah. if you ever need anything, please let me know, man. I will. Adam's uh, helping a little pussy <laughs> and get some electrical tape. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Tape them up, man. Tape yeah, them yeah, up. Yeah, thank you, Rico. You're going to really love it. Yes, absolutely. Just so tape them up, Adam. Thank you guys so much, and have a great... Use the same asshole piece for the mouth. <laughs> have a great week, guys. Take care.